By George, I think I've got it. Hydrosexual sinking. I saw that Bigfoot walking across the screen and I thought to myself, wow, they are real. I ask us all, is that really reasonable? Hydrosexual sinking. My personal belief is that uh, there is very compelling evidence that we, uh, we may not be alone. I'll show you a little of the evidence. Hydrosexual sinking. Researchers at Stanford University School of Medicine have pioneered a cancer vaccine that eliminated all traces of cancer in mice. You could find evidence of that, my friends. You could change the world. Hypothetical thinking. A podcast for the hypothetical thinker. Greetings, travelers, and welcome to Hypothetical Thinking, a semi-informative podcast that explores the journey from probability through Johnny's head follicle all the way down, traveling through his brain noggins, down through to his heart, (laughs) and then it's going to bust out like a fucking thing from Alien. My name is Nick Floyd, and I'm joined by my very competent and handsome co-hosts. I'm Taylor Nelson. I'm Johnny Clark. (laughs) And the way this works is that either Taylor or myself will do the research for our weekly episodes, and Johnny, sweet Johnny, ice cream cone boy McNugget. (laughs) Woo! Goes McJohnster. Into every, <laughs> McJohnster goes into every episode completely blind, sort of like one of the three blind mice that died in a uh, road crossing accident. That's nice. You know, I, <laughs> is it? <laughs> I actually, I, the whole the whole intro was amazing. Actually, so funny. I actually watched the whole uh, face hugger and then alien pop out of the chest scene from Alien with whoever like yesterday. So well, that was really? weird that you, yeah, like I infiltrated twelve hours. Ago. I'm watching you. Oh. I put a camera in your butthole. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh, what a, a heinous activity that would be. I know. It's very, a very anus activity. <laughs> oh, oh, oh my god! god. Woo. Oh my gosh! What a good day! Here we go. Uh, how are you, Taylor? Uh, man, I'm doing good. Man, I'm uh, chugging along here in the ATL. Uh, still working on those concrete super gun scratch tracks, and I nice. tell you what, we're like ninety something percent done with pre production. Yeah. And uh, I don't want to make any listeners out there nervous, but it's gonna be fucking badass. Like, when you hear this <laughs> shit, you guys are gonna crumble to your knees. Like we did vocal vocal scratches this past uh, week, and dude. Our singer is a fucking badass, so heads up. Ooh, yeah, so, Taylor, are you saying that it is unsafe to listen to Concrete Supergun when it's going to be finished? It's hella unsafe. Um, <laughs> if you're ovulating, I would say exit the room. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my Lord. Uh, or you're in trouble because we ain't paying. Hide your oh kids. Hide your wife because the Concrete Supergun's going to close out. <laughs> hide your wives. Hide your mothers. <laughs> hide your sisters. Hide your aunts. That's nice. Wow, that's pretty cool. <laughs> how how are you guys doing? How is it uh, up there in uh, Tennessee? I'm I'm really good. I'm very very good. Uh, working on tons of stuff. Every every time we talk about this, I always bring this up. I'm working on more high bro stuff. Hi uh, bro. This stuff's coming up. You guys know about it. Going to Orlando. We have a little uh, a promotional thing we put together. Uh, we got a lot of cool stuff coming out, and we're just I'm just so freaking stoked to work on it. Like it makes me happy. There's only a couple things in life that I'll edit. To the point where, like, I need to get sleep. Where I'm like, I have to walk away from this. And then hypothetical is just one of those things. Where actually I enjoy it that much that I uh, I lose sleep over it. To all of the our, other things? To all of our listeners <laughs> out there, if you haven't noticed a pattern so far, this podcast is all Johnny has in life. <laughs> and, if, and if you take it away from us, you're taking it away from him. So. Please. 
please just think about Johnny <laughs> think when about you're going Johnny. to look at the you know those ratings, those five stars. <laughs> when you're five look, of them, look at those as five of Johnny's faces. You want to make sure they all light up just right because <laughs> this is Johnny's everything. This is all he's got. <laughs> Click that fifth bow tie. Oh Click the do fifth it for bow tie. our boy Johnny. Oh. Do Don't it for be our boy. an asshole. My mouth, I'm like my cheeks hurt from smiling so much right now. He's so happy. I tell I, you because this is all he has. It's <laughs> all I got. When we, when we hit when we hit stop, he goes back to the just the mundane yeah. life that is Johnny Clark. He I just sit. turns off. He's just a robot. <laughs> <laughs> I he was created for one thing. Power down. <laughs> Podcasting. <laughs> I, I actually go back to my apartment and like just literally put a podcasting mic up and just talk to it because I need a friend. <laughs> That's what <laughs> is the only way you power up. I'm like, hello. <laughs> hello. Thank you for, I don't know. <laughs> Would you like to hear a fun fact? <laughs> oh, my God. Would you like to know more? I watched Starship Troopers like two days ago. It's nice. still stuck in my head. Such a good movie. Great Would movie. Would you like to know more? Well. Would you like to know would you like to know more? <laughs> yep. Because yeah. I, got, I got some news for you. Ooh, okay, 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 okay. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. So, okay. a couple weeks ago, we talked about uh, a sarcophagus that was buried underground. Yeah, all we right. talked about a sarcophagus guy that was buried. Sarcar- sarcophagus. <laughs> 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 Don't even start this. <laughs> <laughs> sarcophagus what? Sarcophagus, shut the fuck up. <laughs> So the the, cof- the, the, the the coffin, the big the black box coffin. was buried underground. Black granite. Oh my lord! It was buried underground <laughs> in shut Egypt. Down, <laughs> it was buried in Egypt. It was unopened, and everyone thought it was either out of the corpse of Alexander the Great, or it was. Had to be. It was a curse. It was going to be a, a curse upon the land. The play, a plague of locusts. <laughs> uh, Beetles everywhere. Well, they opened the sarcophagus. The sarcophagus. The, sarcoph- <laughs> the sarcophagus. Sar- sarcophagus. Nick, spell it out. The sarcophagus. They opened it up, and nothing's been cursed so far, so good. But what they found uh. inside were not one, but oh. three decomposed bodies. Ooh, little three ways. Tight, tight. That were non royal people. But what makes this crazy is that surrounding these decomposed bodies, and guys, if you're eating lunch or breakfast, uh, wherever you listen to this podcast, you might want to just hold, take another bite. These corpses, these decomposed bodies, were surrounded by, like, red liquid. Wait, that hasn't been evaporated or decomposed? Yeah. So they're calling it, the the internet, of course, as fucking crazy as the internet is, jumped on board and gave it the name Pharaoh Punch. (laughs) (laughs) Basically, what Pharaoh Punch punch. is, is it's sewage water that leaks into the sarcophagus and then blends with the the decomposing bodies, which makes it this, like, sludge. I can smell it right now, dude. Yeah. Oh, man. Joking. No way that's what it is. Ugh. Yeah, so (laughs) I wish it stopped getting crazier. Oh, man. But someone, of course, because the internet is batshit crazy, someone took to the internet and decided to make a petition uh, to bottle it and and allow people to drink it because they considered it as a form of some sort of carbonated energy drink. Uh, and the whole point is so we can assume its powers and finally die. Why would that they just consider it an energy drink? <laughs> yeah. Wait. Oh, yeah, it makes sense. There's decomposing pharaohs. They're not pharaohs. Wait. Yeah, they're just normal, normal people. People from yeah. that time period. If anything, they're probably what? slaves if they were workers. Yeah. 
so then we should be able to do this to each other and absorb each other's powers? Like, what? Yeah, like some sort of crazy, uh, like, four loco or some shit. Oh, my gosh. Oh, man. Four locos, like, takes four crazy people to make one four loco? It does. Four decomposing bodies? That's, like, the most loco thing in the world. Oh, shit. And the fourth to drink it. And the fourth, yeah. Uh, Three three bodies, one human person to drink it, four loco. (sighs) Ah. (laughs) (laughs) Four super crazy, super crazy dudes. But the 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 insane thing is about this petition is it's seventeen thousand. This is as of July twenty third. Seventeen thousand six hundred and forty five people. Hang on, let me just get an updated stat here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, where's the live ticking tracker? Our news news coming in right now. Yeah, our news is hot. It's coming in right (laughs) right now, right this second. We now. Oh, it's one more just came in. We have (laughs) what? Two more? Three more just came in. Twenty eight thousand three five six. 28,396, Wow, live? it's moving that fast? Nine people have signed. <laughs> Holy shit. Wow. 28,400. This podcast is going to be about all the people who are signing the petition. We're going to give this you is hourly a live, updates. live tracker of sarcophagi pus, drink liquid, <laughs> bottle it. That's not the weirdest thing they've bottled. I remember back yeah. in the day. So I used to wear Michael Jordan cologne. Nice. Um, they, don't, they don't sell it like everywhere, but I wear it even though it's a cheap cologne. Where it used to. Uh, the competitor cologne, uh, Shaq Diesel, Ooh. came out with one. What was his called? Shaq's Sweat. Ugh. Yeah, you bet. <laughs> Wasn't Lady Gaga's perfume supposed to have, like, literally, like, uh, blood, pus, and, like, some type of, like... It was something crazy. It was nasty stuff. Yeah. Those would be the things I... I'm not saying I would want any of our body, bodily fluids in there, but if you're going to put bodily fluids in there, wouldn't you put, like... It's a, it's it's perfume, so you'd put pheromones in, right? So yes, but yeah. there's a difference between pheromones and blood or piss. Yeah, that's like. why I probably wouldn't put piss <laughs> oh or blood God. in it. I'd be putting yeah, this is some strong shit pheromones. that contains pheromones, dog. So what you're putting saying pit sweat, <coughs> fucking oh. booty sweat, booty sweat. <laughs> this sounds like from Monsters Inc. Like their their deodorant was like nasty, like wet dog or like smelly sewer. That's like yeah. what we're branding. Nick, you're telling me that there's thousands of people that are sending a petition to ma- bottle up maybe a hundred of these things? Yeah. What? And then what's 28,406 to be how exact. How many bottles do you think we're talking? 28,406 bottles, Johnny. No, no, no. A sarcophagus is not that big. It's probably just like a shot. No, oh. I get it. This is actually the people The people that started this uh, petition are the actual owners of either the property or the sarcophagus itself. And they're just trying to drive the price up on this fucking sarco- sarcophagus juice. Sarcophagus. S- sarcophagus. Sarcophagus. Sarcophy. Some of these comments. Oh, sarcophy. So what, these- they're just trying to drive up the price because it's super rare, obviously. It only exists in this one sarcophagus. Some of these Ugh. comments on this page are fucking hilarious. Like someone said, w- William Reichling said, I want to be a bony boy. <laughs> what does that mean? Someone else. boy. Someone else says. No, I can't say that one. Someone else. <laughs> your, your mouth to me. What was it? <laughs> uh, someone else says, "Let the lost souls find their new homes in our bellies." So, th- the end of the day, they're gonna consume this decomposing or decomposed <laughs> flesh liquid, or like the viscosity <laughs> of probably like slush, and what yeah. die? Yeah, I guess so. That's all it says. But before we. Before we, because I'm not going to read any more comments, but I just scroll past this one. Ollie M. Four hours ago said, "Free us from our flesh prisons, prisons <laughs> with the ancient duty water." <laughs> <laughs> oh, ancient duty water. 
it's so funny. All I can think about is just the you know that garbage water, like <sighs> that just sits at the you know when it rains you know like you accidentally leave the garbage can open and yeah. oh, water yeah. gets down to the bottom too. Like that's all I can picture. And it's kind of pink. It's like strawberry uh, milk flavor, like color. Uh, Probably yeah. not that flavor. I don't like this. <laughs> I can smell it, man. It's so but gross. If they were mummies, I guess these guys weren't royalty, so maybe they weren't mummies. Maybe they're just decomposing bodies. They but wouldn't. if they were mummies in any way, they were in a sarcophagus, so maybe they were mummies. No, 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 no. Because were they, they mummified? weren't mummified. No. They weren't mummified. There's okay. no way that anyone of royalty, this is from my perspective. Well, they're non-royal, so they have deemed them as being three so, non-royal, but why would three people be in one? No, that's what I'm saying. Is so that I'm saying they weren't like embalmed or whatever, so there's no like weird chemical. No, that they'd it's be bone drinking. juice. Yeah. yeah, just bone juice, which Johnny, I guess is healthy, right? I really want to say, okay, so there's no thought? way There's no way that, that back then they would have buried somebody, put the effort into um, embalming them or taking whatever procedures they are to make them mummified, and then putting three. That's like almost disrespectful. Not only did they not put just the name on there, like, they had like all these headstones around it, right? Yeah. There's no way that these people were anything but just common folks or, or slaves. But... Think about a sarcophagus in itself. Like, I bet you those weren't free. I bet you that was not an everyday item that, like, every dude on the street could get. That sarcophagus probably took years to make, maybe? I don't know. I don't know how long it takes to carve shit like that, but definitely, like, a lot of work. Maybe they were, like, the people that... Oh, maybe they were the workers. Maybe they were the ones who um, who built, <laughs> built the sarcophagus, it. and therefore they were, like, the master craftsmen. So, now, oh, dude, that, think about that like, shitty life. This is almost like a music video idea. Nobody steal this. This is my idea now. Like, <laughs> yeah, good luck, Taylor. <laughs> you just have, like, blank canvas-type space, right? And you got this these, these people, and maybe they're just carving something like a sarcophagus, and their entire fucking life, they just are carving this sarcophagus, oh. this cube with the lid, and then finally when they finish it, they just fucking get in it. Whoa. That's like a corn music video. <laughs> That's or a tool music video, hopefully. It'd be tool. like digging your own grave, <laughs> essentially. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Nobody take that. Actually, we're going to edit that part out. <laughs> <Not>. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to cut that right now. <laughs> well, the idea is it's been published, so if you fucks, if anyone takes it, fuck <laughs> If you fucks. <laughs> yeah. This is, this is copyright. Episode 19. <laughs> copyright under episode 19 of the High Bros. We own the right, so... Uh, Bye. Just be respectful. <laughs> just, just be a good person. Be respectful. If you make a video, be a good band at least. If you're going to take it, at least give us a rating. At least give us a five-star rating. Yeah. Ooh, make my dreams come good, true. Very good. My favorite. that's all it took to get a five-star rating, dude, we could spit out ideas all day. Taylor has the most amount of ideas. Cool. My favorite thing ever is we, and so that's the news, but I'm going to add this <laughs> thought, and then Taylor's got something he'd like to share as well. Hmm. But uh, we, we, so we've, we've been living on Reddit. We've been posting some of our stuff on Reddit. I don't know how to use Reddit. Yeah. Giant doesn't know how to use Reddit. Yeah. Taylor doesn't know how to use Reddit. Taylor for damn sure doesn't know how to use that shit. <laughs> so I'm just like, kind of like uh, slipping into these subreddits. I don't know if that's the right terminology. It, that's the right terminology. I I'm think it is. I've heard that word before. I'm slipping into the subreddits and dropping things. And I dropped uh, one episode, but I just kind of, I like gently posted the episode. I'm like, hey, here's this hypothetical about the snail. You should listen to it. Uh, what do you think? Here, this is what we thought. And then like people were really, really. It was the communicative, like thing. they were talking in the hypothetical <laughs> channel. Then this one guy comes in, he goes, One motherfucker. All this just to plug your podcast. <laughs> and I'm just like, You know what? For a second, I was like, you, all Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's all about organic, on the ground, 
marketing. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> that's all I got. <laughs> oh, that was funny. <laughs> it was just such. Yeah, hey, we gotta I, get on the interwebs and fucking uh, put those theories out there. Screw <laughs> that guy. But hey. Good, good on you for being observant. <laughs> we just want to share. We just want to share. That was my response. I was like, "Listen, dude, all we want to do is we want to create a conversation, and all the conversation we're creating are between the three of us right now, and that's why we want to get everybody talking. That's the point of the podcast. Yeah, talk. We want to make people talk to each other about stuff that's not important. The hard so walk amongst, <laughs> yeah, not important. <laughs> so walk amongst yourselves, you know. Oh. Anyway, Taylor. What you got for us? Lay it on us. Man, I it's not a massive piece of news to everybody, but it is to all of us and everyone who listens to this podcast because we know the weight. We know what this means, and we know how much it hurts, Johnny. Mm-hmm. Wait, what? Uh-oh. <laughs> Wait, it hurts me. A few weeks ago, we talked about how dominant ACLU has oh, been. come on. And <laughs> how they're setting records left and right. They just lost Attendance against- records. Whatever. I don't know. Wins, losses, that's not what we're talking about, bud. We, since the last time we spoke about ACLU, they just broke the attendance record again. They Did broke they it what? again. Well, they have a big stadium. Broke it again. That's the so fifth time this season, I believe. They have a big stadium. Good for them. It's and a new stadium's stadium. like not even all the way open. I, you know, I, uh, I know it hurts, Johnny. I just, wanted to let, I just wanted to let you know that. Taylor, I don't give a fuck, okay? I, I know. <laughs> I can hear it in your voice. I can hear it in your voice. Taylor, okay. It's okay. If you, if you have a big stadium... A lot of people can see it. If you have a small stadium, not a lot of people can see it. That's very big... odd logic, Johnny. It's not I don't agree with it. <laughs> okay, here's a good example. I don't agree with it. Here's an example. Ready? In the Bundesliga, Bayern Munich has a... The Bundesliga he... is... Say, you got to pronounce it, man. Bundesliga. Bundesliga. Okay. The Allianz like Arena... Bund- ha- Stop. Anyways, has, has a large... <laughs> you don't no- give me a chance. Has a large number of stands. <laughs> you fucker. <laughs> okay. Has a large number of stands. If there is a couple more at that game, the big games will sell out and they will have more numbers than you will, right? What are you, some kind of a stadium engineer? All I'm saying like is that Like the Russia World Cup that no one showed up controller? to? Sells out is sells out. If there's 80,000 at ATLU and there's 90,000 at Allianz, then 90,000 is going to be the record breaker because it has more occupancy. I agree. Just- the real hero here is Arthur Blank. <laughs> you know, he got the stadium for us. He's making moves oh left and right. Gosh. Praise, praise be to him. Now, you know, Taylor, I don't even care about American foot, like soccer. Okay, I'm not even like repping Nashville right now. Like I'm talking about like European soccer. I don't think you understand. I don't oh care. My good lord, <laughs> fuck. It's okay. I, it's okay. It's okay. okay. Is that it? All right. Well, well, that was the whole piece, and that was my current. That was bringing you guys up to date in the world of me. Taylor, I heard recently so. that they lost, and I didn't want to bring it up to you because I thought you were gonna get mad. So. I don't pay attention to losses, dude. Why? That's the important <laughs> it's part white of noise. the sport. It's white it's noise. It's just how many people show up. The, yeah. <laughs> and like how tight our chants are and stuff and how loud we get. <laughs> oh, my God. Stuff like that, right? You want to hear tight chants? <laughs> That's you should all go to England. England. Some of those chants are hilarious. Well, yeah, okay. Well, another side note to our amazing stadium. Uh, <laughs> oh this past God. weekend, we officially had our opening ceremony for the li- the, the lid. Uh Ever since it's been built, we haven't been able to open and close it like on demand like they're supposed to. It takes like a hell of a long time to do it. Sounds like a But this stadium. weekend, it was like the release. You know, they're, they're able to open it and close it now. So it's awesome. Billions of dollars worth it. I'm so happy for you, dude. <laughs> that feels good, man. ACL, what up? <laughs> so before we move into Taylor's, Taylor's episode, I want to take 20 seconds to give Johnny... Five fucking pointers how to talk into his goddamn oh microphone. Can I, if I may, I'm sitting here if like, I, if making I, this 
gesture. Every, every episode, you try to show me how to talk into my microphone. And you keep pulling. I don't know how it just keeps gravitating further away from your face. Nick, my nose is touching the wind filter. Yeah, but your mic has. is on the fucking well, table. I, I, can't, the fuck I wouldn't say touching. <laughs> it's, my nose is actually touching the windscreen. Right, I don't know if it's actually touching. <laughs> it is. Oh, it's the not. Atoms I, I, cannot yeah, interact. It's atomically it's not. Do me a favor, Johnny. Grab the sides, grab the shaft of the mic, and pull it right up towards your mouth. And a little bit more. There it is. Now talk. Hello. Oh my God! It's like he's right Hola. here in the room with me. Me amo perro so, Every episode, all the listeners just like whoa! It was like THX Dolby Digital for the first time. Every episode, <laughs> Nick tries to with some hieroglyphic hand signals for deaf people. Give me this idea of how to move my microphone, and I don't know if it's just me. But if anything, I don't think the listeners care. They Maybe do. they do. You're, you're so soft. People nobody, want to be able to feel your voice, Johnny. No, I don't want to be. Well, nobody at home is like, man, Johnny sounds like shit. And if they probably, are. They we're just, gonna, guys, uh, if you go to our Facebook page, we're going to put a poll up. God. Does Johnny sound like shit? Well, just no, vote no. yes or no. no it'll be up. That, when the, that's <laughs> not the thing. It's if I sound distant. You always sound distant to me. All right. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Nothing. Do you want to talk about things? I, at the end of the day, I like to move. I like to move my body, stand up, sit down. Everyone knows that <laughs> I at like home. to move it, move it as well. I, uh, but, <laughs> you know, my microphone podcast. falls. All these different things. I, I can't stand still. Who let the dogs out, Johnny? <laughs> that, 1999? <laughs> hey, yo, hi, bros. Little pause for the cause as we pass our money-saving powers on to you. If you're anything like me and you like chewing massive wads of gum while being admired for wearing hilariously gruesome t-shirts, then do the natural thing and head over to glorpgum.com and enter in the promo code I'm a bro lever. That's going to get you 15% off any purchase over 20 bucks. That's I'm a bro lever. I apostrophe M space A space B R O L I E V E R. Mm, glorp. All right, Taylor, you want to take over? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'll take it over. Here we are, episode 19. We got over the new stuff. Now let's dig on in, guys. Here we go, brothers. The cream of the crop. In the year 2003, <laughs> a wrongfully convicted boy is sent to a, br- a brutal desert detention center where he joins the job of digging holes for some mysterious reason. It was one hour and 57 minutes long, starring Sigourney Weaver and Shia LaBeouf. Oh, yeah, I knew it! And I knew it was it. the segue. To today's uh, topic. Damn it. <laughs> holes. How do you <laughs> digging up Tim Holes? This could, this could literally be anything, Taylor. Holes. holes. We're talking I about mean, holes. Yeah, yeah. Which, yeah, which white holes, black holes, a hole I dug in the backyard, <laughs> the hole in the bottom of the Denver airport. The hole Nick tried to dig to China when he was a kid on the beach. There's so many holes. <laughs> Man, yeah, weird. That's a trend, I guess. I didn't notice. We talk about holes a lot. Cheese white holes. holes, black holes, Cheese butt holes. holes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we're going to talk about holes and try and not connect them to black holes and white holes today, I guess. Which, I don't know. There is a piece at the end that's like black hole relative related so it's, I don't it's, know, you it's tell weird me. spoiler alert it's weird you brought up Sigourney sure. Weaver because she was an alien which we talked about about five bro. minutes ago in this episode <laughs> what, <laughs> what the fuck's oh, going dude. on right now Brah. great actress great actress fantastic Galaxy oh, Quest I, amazing great Galaxy Quest was one of the tops I'd say I love that movie continue I love it as well I love it as well alright here we go <laughs> digging on in today's Ooh. time digging, up <laughs> digging on in Admiral Richard E. Byrd Jr. was an American naval officer and explorer. Born in 1888 and died on March 11, 1957, he was an accomplished pilot and explorer, earning himself the Medal of Honor, the highest honor given by the U.S. military. He is most well known 
for his being the first crew to successfully fly over both the North and South Pole. Although, his trip over the North Pole is highly disputed. On May 9th, 1926, Byrd and his co-pilot named Floyd Bennett flew out of Spitsbergen to the Pole, the North Pole, and back for a total flight time of 15 hours and 57 minutes. 13 minutes of that was apparently uh, spent circling around the Pole itself. The trip was 1,525 miles, and it would be the world's first flight over the North Pole. Unfortunately, some people over the years have brought up supposed evidence that he never, in fact, made it to the North Pole. Instead, flying about 80% of the way before turning around because of an oil leak, which in his flight logs, he does indicate this oil leak, but he disregards it as a non-issue. And there are also other supposed discrepancies uh, within his account. Uh, Later, pilots have refuted the fact that he couldn't even make the journey in the allotted amount of time because of the, the Faulkner F blah, 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 blah plane that he was flying was too slow. Mm-hmm. Yet, his flight records do indicate that the wind speeds were unusually high, and uh, it seems to support his flight speed. Okay. Very, very detailed flight logs. Very detailed. Very detailed. Yeah, they gotta be. Also, there's a discrepancy in his original handwritten flight log, uh, which one detail was apparently changed in his typed-up flight log um, that kind of disputes where he was at a certain time, which is kind of weird. Hmm. But, you know, everybody loves planes and stuff. Um, Especially Johnny. But, yeah, even a plane planes. guy like Johnny is probably asking, dude, oh, oh, what's a like big planes. deal? I, I love planes, but I don't really care who flew over the north first yeah, or not, you know. Yeah. Well, I say, Johnny, the issue is not about the flight itself, but is about what he supposedly found on his flight. Oh, what? So have you guys heard anything about these uh, expeditions over the North Pole by uh, Admiral Byrd? Nope. No, they don't you guys teach haven't me. heard any of this. Okay, they don't okay. teach me jack Sweet. shit in school. Sweet. Okay. I know way more about holes, though, so if you want to go back to that, I can talk about that for hours. <laughs> okay, here, keep going. Based on the book by that one <laughs> author in 2000. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's, a ni- it's 83 on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, like I said, hour 57 minutes long. Great uh, movie. Great movie. <laughs> I actually have seen it only one time, but I don't even remember mm. it. I just remember that they dug holes. Shia LaBeouf's in it. Sonorni Weaver's in it. It looked like it was a hot desert. That's yeah, all I know. At the end of the day, I don't think it was a great movie as far as movies go, but I grew up with it, and therefore it was great in my book. You know was it Komodo Dragon in it or something? No. Those are li- snakes? You know, yellow spotted lizards? Is it, it bites somebody, right? Yeah. They mm. they venomous bites. Is that Out a real the- thing? And, is that in the movie? Or? Yeah, it's in the movie. I'm not sure if it's a real thing. I'm sure there are some type of animals, either snakes or lizards, that are poisonous. Like, like Komodo dragon, not Komodo dragons, um, that uh, essentially their saliva is so acidic it'll kill you. Almost Whoa. like a xenomorph. <laughs> More connections to alien. What, what? <laughs> Today's podcast is brought to you by... <laughs> alien. Aliens. So, the way the story goes, they begin their flight. Everything seems normal. And like I said, he kept hella detailed flight logs. Um, I guess that's what they do. Yep. Um, I'm sure. I'm sure you're broken. Um, no, I've I've done some flight logs. You, you have to not only map out your flight path, the the different atmospheric pressures, the cloud formations that are happening, different climates that are changing in the way, any obstacles you can encounter, anything that goes or has happened with the engines, all these different things, because it's so complicated and so important that nothing fucks up or you will die. Right. Hey, you, you got to keep all track of all that shit. And apparently, that's what he did. Very yeah. detailed. All the wind speeds. All the. Uh, Elevation changes he had to do because of turbulence. Mm-hmm. Like I said, that oil leak. 
Totally. That he disregarded, whatever, whatever. Which is, to me, that doesn't make a damn bit of sense. If he's like, I don't know, like, just turn around, get, do it again with the other oil leak. That's oh, like super totally, dangerous. Totally, totally. Well, I yeah. guess what, the way he describes it was a small oil leak and the oil gauge is unaffected. Uh, it seemed like his plane was unaffected. And I guess this happened somewhere pretty early on in the flight. Huh. So as he trucked on, it was okay. And it seemed to, it seemed to be good. All right, whatever. Interesting. And he's constantly you know, checking back with home base via radio uh, every so often, just checking in. See how things are going. Everything's good. Everything's good. So everything's going normal, you know, until off in the distance, the the distance, they begin to see a large mountain range. And this mountain range, neither of them have seen before, and they weren't expecting any mountain ranges to be here. They weren't really expecting there to be much land here. But the the ice wall? wall? Well, they were just kind of expecting um, possibility possibly hit some land and there would be some land but like possibly small islands man the icebergs just shit floating around not necessarily a big old continent type piece of land you know what i mean mm-hmm. so they notice this range they've never seen it before they're intrigued as they're getting closer and closer uh they eventually fly over these mountains they look down and examine what they see below and expecting nothing but white snow and ice they were dumbfounded when looking down, they see lush green meadows and forests. What? Yeah. Clearly not the desolate wasteland they're expecting. Not only that, they even see large animals. What? Which he writes down, uh, describing what he sees as a mammoth. Um, get he, the f- get yeah. out of here. So instead of you know just flying forward, he examines the area. They kind of circle this area for a little bit, examining, being like, yeah, we are for sure seeing what we think are mammoths and other big old fucking animals down there. In these green-ass meadows, obvious fine weather. Like, it doesn't seem crazy cold or anything. There's no snow. Fucking crazy. So, what year was this? Yeah. This was 1926. Get so, out of here. So here's, yeah. at the end of the day, there could be a lot of things that could go wrong. Either they were fatigued, they flew over a different landmass on accident, or they went back in time. But none of those seem plausible. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, even the going back in time, like... I don't know if there has been a mammoth that like far in north. the South Pole. You know, they talk about there's maps, the Perry Reese map, where it's a map of the uncovered South Pole as if it was made before it was covered with ice, right? And mm-hmm. it's been proven that the uh, South Pole was, you know, subtropical at some point in history. Yeah. Okay. But it's not. I don't know if that's the same case for the North Pole. You know what I mean? I mean, so going back like- in time would still be just like out in the middle of the ocean, potentially. You know, still out in the middle of just some islands and whatnot. Could it be like a Wakanda situation, yeah, though, where thinking. he just, like, it's not time travel. He just basically found a parallel dimension. Just displaced. Well, that's, isn't that Entered what, in. Like, it's it's like the Bermuda Triangle, where, or, like, you fly over a certain area, and then you disappear. Could this have been a rift? Yeah. You it's basically basically into a different place. That f- flew into that allowed him, or the oil leak, or whatever it is, he could have been inhaling some shit, and he was yeah. just high off his ass. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, well, not only, well, there's two of these guys as well, and they're both experienced dudes. They're not just like, hey, we can fly a plane. Yeah. Uh, like this admiral guy is one of the, he's admiral, and, and he's like highly respected. And I, I, I mean, he's one of these guys who's out exploring. You know, he's an explorer, essentially. And it's so, kind of like, uh, what? So what I was saying is that, uh, a second, oh, I was thinking essentially, is that this guy was, he I probably got the Medal of Honor afterwards, but if, if this guy was such an acclaimed person, once again, I bring it back to the idea that if there's problems happening, if there's um, like an oil leak, if there's you know things that are happening that are not right, I would 
find what I'm finding and get my ass back here. You know, I wouldn't like circle around this damn place. He was like, what if it is like Malaysian Flight 370 Episode 7 we did, where it's like there could be a rift in the space time continuum or like there could be a Wakanda. Yeah, but think about like how money was such a big thing back then. Like poverty was real. And like if he actually found something significant, he's not going to leave and let someone else find it. He's going to try to profit off of it. If it truly is something, but he has to make sure it's something this, before he flies back and says, "Well, oh, screw it, I'm gonna go this home." This sounds like up with Charles Monks with, with the uh, the snipe. The bird of paradise falls. Except <laughs> like, so oh. that movie was fiction, Johnny. It was also uh, a cartoon. Well, it's yeah. weird that you bring up the money because apparently all of Bird's uh, expeditions, in some way, was funded by either U.S. government or Rothschild family. Oh, and uh, this one apparently was a Rothschild thing. Interesting. So big money behind him. And he's you know accomplished pilot, so that's kind of crazy. That's nuts. But like the thing about too, <clears throat> before move on about whether he was high or not. Like he was, <laughs> that's the most important part. Of this. He, even if he was, he was co- coherent enough to to log this. He's, yeah, he's still doing detailed logs, and it's not like scribble. Yeah. He's not writing things that don't make sense. Yeah, he's writing detailed bearings. Uh, the the pressure was this, so we had to go to this. You know, the turbulence was this, so we had to go to this, uh, you know, height or whatever, you know. Why didn't he land? Yeah, that's a good question. Why didn't he land? hours later, so what happens from here? Uh, He's down there. He's he's circling around. He he sees this area of green. He's like, wow, this is fucking crazy. So he continues on to his course, straight past that area, and he sees this large fucking hole, a big old fucking hole. And as they approach this fucking hole, their instruments, like the gyroscopes, the compass, uh, it's going fucking haywire. Um, the radio will no longer work. Obviously, they're freaking the fuck out. Um, but they're getting close to this hole. There's nothing really much they can do about it. As soon as they decide, okay, let's get the fuck out of here, the plane loses control. Mm. And not in the sense of a crash, but in the sense of their plane had been taken over like by a tractor some beam. unseen force. Yeah. Uh. Like tractor beam has grabbed their plane and is guiding them gently down into this fucking hole. Whoa. Yeah. After they get in this fucking hole, sunlight dissipates. It's gone. You know, so they're in the yeah. fucking dark, dude. And almost as soon as that happens, a new light source appears from the direction that they're going. And new light sources seem to be just like the sun. Wow. And soon to come into view is a very large city that seems way more advanced than the 1920s. Get out that of he here! Was living in. What yeah. the fuck? Crazy looking flying vehicles everywhere and all this other future shit. Just be crazy old down. shiny city. What's up? He wrote that, like, all this is in his log. This is all shit that he wrote down. Is this in so, a book? This, this is crazy. This account, this part of the account, so he has detailed logbook, and the detailed logbook ends, like, right here. This is where it ends. When he gets, when it gets taken over, that's when the logbook ends, and the rest of his writings is from memory post the experience. Yeah, I can but imagine. But all if of you this were, is written and has been released later in life. I can imagine if you were like in a situation in which somebody took over your plane and you were uh, essentially you're thinking, I'm in the future, I'm in somewhere else, you'd stop writing. What's his name? Richard. Richard E. Bird. B uh, Y R D. I'm going to go on Amazon.com right now and I'm going to order his <laughs> memoir. Well, see, memoir. what's crazy about this is the flight log was available. The flight log is something you had to turn in, obviously. And so there's a written, his original written flight log, and then I guess a typed version is what he submits as the flight log. And you can see them both, and that's where the discrepancy is. And that ends at a certain point. But all this other information that you're getting 
is from his personal diary that he kept and never gave out. And this wasn't released until he was until he passed away. So he kept this to his deathbed as far as, you know, not telling the public. But right? why? Yeah. Well, cool, he's a military guy. I mean. He's in the military. I mean, that's like code one, you know, like. Yeah. You know, need right. to know kind of thing. You're right. But, but like nowadays, like, well, the, I don't, I've never been, but to me, the North and South Pole, there's fucking nothing there. So like, if this was found out years later that there was like, this is the 19, what, the 27 that yeah, uh, came out. We have technology today that we can go up there whenever the frick we want and figure out what he hypothetically could have seen in any situation or like, you know, retrace his steps. Why haven't we? Maybe we do all the time. But you haven't, I haven't, Nick hasn't, probably zero of our listeners have. But, like, governments can do that shit. Like, people who are in the exploring world, I guess, can do that kind of stuff. How do you break into that world? I don't fucking know. Because if there was, like, one thing I wanted to be when I was a kid, other than a football player, it was a goddamn explorer. And I don't know, where was that class? Yeah. (laughs) You know? But, yeah, the argument is, is this was a government guy. This wasn't just some dude. This was a guy in the government. He was an admiral in the Navy. And he was going there with big money behind him and the U.S. government behind him just basically to be like, okay, we can fly over the North Pole now. We can do it. You know what I mean? So it's it, we know what's there kind of thing. Yeah. But, like, who's to say once they get there, they're not going to be dumbfounded by what the fuck they see. You know, they're assuming one thing there is there. If that's something else is there, why wouldn't they be like, what the fuck? Hmm. And why would any government in any situation, when they find something new and crazy, they keep it in the fucking selves? Yeah, but, like, to me, okay, so, like, we this is information we can have, and we have it right now in front of us. I feel like people, normal Joes, normal pilots, should be exploring that shit, not just the government. Yeah, they should totally be exploring that, but I bet you if you have, ask Poco, he'll tell you what the no-fly zones are. We talked yeah. about one of the no-fly zones, you know, over Washington, D.C., yeah. and then an even more restricted zone inside of it. Uh, both the poles are restricted, like no fly zones. Yeah, there's... both the poles. So, so did so he, so he based, he filled the rest in on memory, and then yep, he typed up his report, gave his report, I'm assuming to the government. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, gave it to his superiors, and they were just like, uh, lock it up, shut up, do not speak of this. It's nuts. It, like, oh, this is crazy. This is crazy. It's crazy because like. I had to actually, I'm just trying to, you know, order a book on Amazon.com right now. <laughs> uh, is it a diary? Is that nice. what it is? No, like Memoirs? all of them are just like these shitty, like poorly put together books that look like some dude in their basement put them together. But like I had to uh, dig to even find the idea of this and find these uh, logs. But uh, like, why is it so hard to find? Yeah, logs are on every right. single tree in the world. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you'd, you'd chop them down to video games and whatnot. <laughs> no, nah, yeah, I mean, they should be more easily searchable and findable. The only way you'll find them is in, you know, conspiracy theory videos. Right. You know, so, that you know, that in itself, it makes our research tough, man, because, you know, where the fuck are we going to research, dude? We got to research the same shit as everybody else, the same li- places that our listeners are, you know, going to look. So it's like we're getting surface-level stuff that could be true, could be false, but... Uh, everything that I'm putting in this episode today is stuff that I've heard repeatedly. Okay. Uh, by multiple sources. So, but who knows? We're all watching the same fucking videos. We're all reading the same shit. We could all be 
pulling from the same stuff anyway. So, who so knows? what's what's to say that this is true? Because there's no, I'm sure there's no photographic right. evidence. There's Absolutely no, not. Yeah. Besides his log, there's he didn't zero. release it until he was on his deathbed. He, he never released it. released it. He died with this secret, other oh, than that, telling that, his superiors and you know reporting it to. So how did it get out? Uh, when he died, it was in his diary. Oh, it was found. Apparently, the only thing way this actually got out was when he died. The diary, boom, he kept it the whole the whole way. And I think he even writes in the diary like, "I've kept this my whole life. I feel that I'm about to die. This is one of the last entries in the diary." Blah 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 blah. This is what happened. That's wow. kind of crazy. But That's I mean, dude, dude, the story gets fucking nuttier. I mean, dude, we haven't even gotten past where he just sees this fucking city. So he gets guided into this fucking city, right? And as he's there, he's floating around in this fucking Blade Runner looking city, uh, two like futuristic vehicles, you know, pull up beside him, guide him in. It's like they're guiding him, you know, escort him on in. Weird. Yeah, escort him down to the ground. They they uh, land nice and safely. Um, he hears his voice uh, calling him by name, um, telling him to get out and whatever. And these two figures approach him. And these two people, they're, they look to be human. They're like very tall, Nordic, like real pretty looking people. I don't know if they were male or female, but it was like you know, a typical fucking attractive Nordic thought. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. And they're super tall and super like. Yep. This is talking like the, the, the average Superior, day, like, like very superior. Yeah, yeah. That basic, yeah, that basic thought. Swedish. Swedish. Uh, they greet him. They tell Admiral, Admiral Bird by name. That the master, quote unquote, has something to say to him, and they're gonna take him to him. Also, obviously, this place is a dictatorship. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's a good it point. Sucks. <laughs> well, this guy's got power, I guess. I don't know. So, the two are guided to this extravagant building, so beautiful and crazy that Bird himself could only describe it as awe inspiring. Um, the two were split, him and his co pilot. Co pilot stayed. Bird was brought to the master. And uh, the master explained to Bird that his people had been inhabiting this place for thousands of years. Uh, this place that is apparently pretty close to the hole in the North Pole, literally hmm. inside of the Earth at this point. Uh, they've lived there for thousands of years, and that they've been in contact with our world's governments for some time, warning them of the use of nuclear power. I guess once it was, you know, nuclear tests started happening and stuff, these people uh, were like, fuck no, y'all can't do that. They started, I guess, flying their saucers out or whatever their vehicles are. They start trying to get in contact with our government. Apparently the government was hostile, as we think it would be. Yeah. Shooting at shooting at the saucers and whatnot. Um, so they go back to their place and try in other ways continue to try to like warn humans hey fuckers stop please yeah, you fucking yeah. shit up <laughs> so i guess this was one other way to do it he was like oh shit human coming towards us grab that motherfucker and let's tell him what's up so they're basically claiming that it's not a science for man to tamper with um he told bird that this is yet another warning and to go back and tell the world what he was told here so bird took in all that he was told and it was time to go. He was escorted back to his plane, and him and his co-pilot were safely guided back the same way they came in until they were outside of the hole when they were released by this tractor beam, and all was well. Wow. And they just kept on going, and they just flew back. So when Man. they arrive back, they report, you know, obviously they report this shit to their superiors, and they're just like, uh, yeah, shut that shit up. Don't talk about it to nobody. 
Yeah. Imagine imagine the flight back. So it's 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 whatever Richard and uh, what's his co-pilot's name? Something Bennett. Uh, uh, Floyd, right? So it's yeah, Richard. Floyd. It, so it's Richard Floyd and Bennett. It's, it's, yeah, Bennett <laughs> and, and the, the flight back, and he's like, so you know, wh- what'd they say? He's you, like, you want to talk about this? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we need to work like, our straighten so, our story out. Well, well like, nah. Yeah, uh, nah, no, bro. no. Did they probe you? No, no. Oh no! Yeah, I didn't put anything in my butt. <laughs> but I definitely would have had oh. sex with one of them. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you see that hair? <laughs> Did you see that? Is this skinny? <laughs> awesome. It's pretty nuts. Like, so the discrepancies came about. People started doubting that they even made this trip. Like I said, that they only went eighty percent and turned around and came back. And then I don't know why they would just make up this fucking crazy story. As you, you know, would. Yeah. yeah. As you would. No, I was there, and all this other crazy shit happened. Like what? But yeah, apparently they were just you know saying that the other pilots were trying to say that the plane that they flew was obviously too slow and whatever whatever, but other people say hey the math is there the wind speed is there, um, he could have done it based on what his notes say, and the only real discrepancy is like one like reckoning mark that he makes like about his latitude and longitude at one certain point. And when this was February and March of 1927, correct? 1926. Okay. All right, so that makes it more interesting because there was a movie in 1927, uh, a German sci-fi movie. It was one of the first science fiction films ever made called Metropolis. Hey. Oh. Metropolis sounds very much like how they described. Wow. And I thought there could very have been well. an interesting connection here that if it was 1927 and Metropolis came out in 1927, it could be Someone very interesting. inspired by that. Yeah, or like, because that's my, my idea is that people... Tall tales exist because it's the idea of taking fiction that already exists in the ether. So, like, to document an alien encounter, you pull from the pre-existing things from, like, a creative story that someone already put out there. Like, Bigfoot, you take elements from Harry and the Hendersons, and then you apply them to your own story, and that's how you get a story, and that's how any Joe Schmo can come up with something. I mean, there was, like, science fiction only existed in novels at this point. Right, yeah. I mean, these movies. It's crazy that you bring that up because my thought was the exact same thing. I was like, dude, this sounds like a movie that I've seen. So I was like, all right, let me check out that movie and see if it was made pre this date. I found the fucking movie. The movie I was talking about is uh, called Lost Horizon, and it's from 1937. And it's basically about a plane that crashes in the Himalayas, and the pilot stumbles upon this place called Shangri-La, which apparently exists in another place in time. I know Shangri-La. Time, time and place. It's like a timeless place and you live forever. Yeah. Yeah, so apparently this is all, like what that movie was describing was also um, a Tibetan uh, belief or whatever that, yeah, that a place I think called Shangri-La or something very yeah. similar to Shangri-La exists in the Himalayas somewhere and you just got to find it, you know? But at what point, like, so this is where it's interesting because there's always, every time we talk about this stuff, there's always like, a, there's one point that seems to make this validated. And I think, you know, I think about like Teddy Roosevelt, one of my favorite stories of all time is in The Wilderness Hunter where he talks about seeing Bigfoot. Every explorer, every adventurer, every person has sort of a tall tale, especially back in that time period. This could be uh, Richard's tall tale, but why would he capitalize his sanity yeah. Uh, why would he give that up? Like to report it to people and be like, "Hey, here's what I saw." Right. 
why not keep that shit to yourself? Yeah. And if it's fake, why would you make it fake yeah, like, to the people who hired you and spent all this money yeah. for you to sound like a crazy yeah, career sabotage? You know, right? Like this guy is—he's a lifer. You know, he's trying to—he's a Navy lifer. You know, he's trying to explore and do this shit again. Why would he do that? Why would he sabotage himself? Wouldn't make sense. Right. So that's where it's like there is validation here, and for it to just disappear sounds right. like the same shit we've been covering for nineteen exactly. weeks. Exactly. Sounds very much like a government would do. Yeah. You know. So when he, you know, when when they got back, they both got the Medal of Honor. They were hailed for the first flight over the North Pole, even though some people were like, "No, nah, man, they didn't do it." Uh, he was told, "Don't fucking talk about this shit." And they never talked about it to the public. Until uh, until his diary was released after his death, and oddly enough, um, Bennett stuck by the story as as well. Um, when people like when he was they trying to say they didn't actually get there, uh, Bennett the whole time was like, "Nah, man, we were fucking there." He didn't tell the story past that, but he was like, "Nah, definitely there. All the flight records are true." Oh, so he didn't explain they went into the hole and like that that Richard like was like brought somewhere else. No, oddly enough, um, huh. he he actually died like two years later oh. in another plane accident. So he only had two years to uh, Deep, keep debrief. that secret, you know. Okay. So he did it for two years, I guess. But you know, trying to when people tried to disprove that they went there, they both stuck to their stories one hundred percent. Well, good. So they were so highly respected. Um, like I say, Bennett went on to do other other uh, missions until he eventually died two years later in a mission. Uh, but Bird, even after these extraordinary claims to his bossmen's, he was selected to head some of the most significant explorations of the other pole. What? Yeah, the other fucking pole. So in December 1946, Bird oversaw a massive excursion to the South Pole. And the goal was to map unknown regions of the landmass to identify natural resource sources thought to be abundant in the area, and to fortify a future permanent base called Little America. Hmm. Hmm. The operation was called Operation High Jump. It consisted of three large teams, 4,700 men, uh, 13 ships, a bunch of choppers, helicopters, and a couple planes. Bird was given an unlimited budget and eight months to complete this. Now, keep in mind, this is 1946. That's right after World War II ended. So, like, money was tight. Money, real tight. So like, as tight after, as right? it's ever been, right? But, like, why would he get infinite? I mean, I. Infinite it, budget. It's like getting a Nobel Peace Prize. You know, you have the accolades to basically be the person that's like, okay, we'll give you whatever you want. He had the Medal of Honor, but, like, he didn't bring back anything technically. He but, didn't. Knowledge. Yeah. He, he bought, I guess, story. bravery. You know, he story. went where no one had gone before. You know, let's yeah. just say he flew over the North Pole, circled it, and came back. Let's, he went where no one had got, ever gone before, on the fucking Earth. Like, that's crazy, dude. If he's getting all this money, why is where are his cameras? Because cameras exist well, still. 35-millimeter still photography existed in, like, 1900-something. Yeah. Crazy that you bring that up, Nick. Because Operation High Jump was fully filmed the entire fucking time. Oh, really? Like, through my research, yeah, dude. I found this documentary. It was called like the best documentary you'll ever see on this subject or whatever. I don't. It was. Yeah, it was footage that was produced at the time, uh, from uh, seemingly from this excursion, and part of the operation, dude. They took a fuck ton of cameras, dude. Literally everything was filmed. Well, rightfully so. 
Rightfully so. Like, for you're thinking, yeah, rightfully so in a scientific manner. We're flying over shit we've never flown before. Well, Why that, would we not take pictures of it that, so we right. can analyze it, right? The majority of it, I was saying, is because, well, this guy went to the North Pole and was like, I saw all this shit and there's no cameras. And now he's getting an, un, an ungodly amount of money, an unlimited right. budget to go to the other side of the planet, the opposite side of the planet, and uh, opposite side of the plate, if it's a flat Earth, and, and see what's down there. And they should be like, all right, we're sending you down there, but we're not going to have any any um, any causalities. We want to know that something's down there if there is. We don't want any right. falsities. We want to know. Well, think about that, man. What if they had a hinkling that something was in the north? And they're like, bird, we got to get there so we can see if what we think is true. He gets there. He sees what they thought they were going to see. Comes back, tells them. And they're like, okay, keep it tight. Uh, we got to tell people that all we did was circle. Uh, hopefully people will say that we weren't even there. Maybe they throw that as a, as a decoy. Oh. oh, they didn't fucking make it, you know? So it's like still a mysterious place that's hard to get to, you know what I mean? Yeah. But in the government's eyes and Bird's eyes, they saw exactly what they thought they were going to saw, or at least in the government's eyes. Bird was obviously surprised. Maybe he, maybe they, he saw exactly what they thought that they were going to see, so like, okay, confirmed. Now we need to go to the fucking South Pole. Oddly enough, this is like 20 years later, though. 15 yeah. years later. But there was also world wars in between, so. Well, so that's probably why they didn't do the exploration because all right. the money was being spent for military and right. not for exploration. I, I and, no, it's just, it's so, it's it's nuts to me. Like, it's nuts that they, they're taking, but th- this is, I think this is the mental state of the world is that because the world was at war, again, for a second time, mm-hmm. yeah. everyone, it was best to keep things hidden from people, yeah. especially because it was a war for power. If they found any sort of alien life or absolutely whatever, it would be, the war would not be against everyone else. It would be a race to uh, obtain that or take that scientific evidence because whoever had it would win it. Exactly. And America essentially took the search from the fir- from the from the South Pole, and then was like, "Hey, you should probably go to the North Pole, t- North North Pole too, and we're going to give you everything you need." Yeah, or vice versa. Yeah, or vice versa. North, yeah, yeah. You did exactly. North. So, like him getting all the money, resources, manpower, all of that, he definitely fucking found something, right? Significant, and they were trying to make sure that that same thing that you know, if there is some sort of theory that says. Hey, where you found in the North Pole, uh, you can go down to the South Pole. They might be connected, and that's how they're traveling, you know, through the Earth. Right. Mm-hmm. So you should find the other side of that. Lock that shit down. See say we found it first. Over there. Lock yeah. it down, and yeah. basically lock down. At least we just had two world wars. The entire, let's say, the entire world was involved. Now it is time to go ahead and see what else is on the world. You know what I mean? Like right. if we're gonna call our our wars world wars. Let's at least verify that everyone's like that we everyone's accounted for, you know what I mean? We know what this world has. Yeah. So this is right after World War II. We just dominated the Nazis. We beat them. This to me sounded like a military operation, dude. He went out there with three large teams, over four thousand men, almost five thousand men. The ships that I talked about were of course there's like an icebreaker. But the majority of the ships are warships. Well, rightfully big old so. Badass warships, dude. Because you know, I, if, if, if 
Richard actually did see something on the North Pole that was intelligence. The you best believe, and and you said earlier that they were sending decoys and you know saucers out to like talk to people, and they're being shut down by government. You right. best believe they have that intel. They're going to bring whatever they can down to the South Pole, assuming they're going to find intelligence. Right. They assume that something is there, and like I said, dude, this documentary, it was very produced. Like there are so many shots in this documentary that are without a doubt, staged, like, there's multiple takes. Oh, Not really? multiple takes, but, like, multi-cam shots, like, of of things that are, they're making it appear happening in real time. It's, like, really weird. It's, like, there are plenty of shots that are, okay, this is obviously a real. cameraman that was given a camera, he's on the ship, and he's filming things that he thinks is, is interesting, and he catches some cool shit. But then every now and then, there's very documentary-style shots, but it's in times that are like, what? How do they get that? So there's a part of you when you're watching it that you're like, okay, this was definitely produced. So some of these are reenactments, even though it's presented as the real like lifetime thing happening. Yeah. So you know there's at least a piece of deception there. Even if it's innocent and they're just trying to make a production, which is totally valid too, there's still yeah. a slight deception there when well, this is supposed to be an official account, I guess, of you know military expedition. And the things that they're highlighting were very normal things. Like, what are the fucking officers doing while they're off? Like, this trip went over Christmas break, so it shows them having Christmas like normal people. So it's almost thinking, like, hey, this, these wars just ended. We don't want everyone to think it's all over. We still need soldiers, so we need to put, like, propaganda out there to be like, hey, soldiers, this is kind of cool. We're going to go to some cool place. You're ne- you've traveled to a place you've never been. You still can do Christmas. You can still sing and shit. It'll be fun. <laughs> they show all this fun stuff, you know? And it's like a very happy-go-lucky thing. And they show the research and stuff in the process, but when you're watching it, you're like, man, why would they put this out unless they were trying to sell the whole expedition as what it made it look like? It's but distraction. It's, it's, it's a distraction, distraction, man. They went there with these three large teams, and the way these teams attacked this island, and I want to say attacked, because one team went right up the middle, and the two others flanked on the sides. And, you know, I'm no, I'm no military guy. I didn't go to West Point. Hmm. But that's a military move to me. That sounds like a military move, yeah. right? No, flanking is a military 100%. move. 100%. Now, who the fuck would they think is down there, right? Like I said, this was right after World War II. Nazis. And I'm talking about Nazis. Yeah. Nazis, man. There's no secret that Hitler was interested in crazy ideas. He was not afraid to attempt his nutty thoughts. Uh, it's thought that the Nazis' interest in, uh, in Antarctica began during the wars because they needed oil for, to fuel the war. Oh. Uh, so they go down there uh, to pump up their whale hunting. They start farming some more whales so oh. they can get some more oil. And just another piece of the puzzle that helps you know, support their war effort. Yeah, one of their biggest strongholds, I think it was through Moscow and Russia during World War II, was lost ultimately because they were at an oil um, deficit. Yeah. Ah. So, so they, they would get there to protect well, it or something? They were hurting for oil, and, and essentially, like, this is so not important to this discussion, but Hitler sent a, a group of troops through, I think it was Moscow or some Russian city, uh, kind of like on a solo mission, try to expand, but essentially they were surrounded because they didn't have enough oil. There was no way to get oil to them. They were at an oil, like I said, deficit or like running out of it, and they needed more. I it. mean, it's one of the most important things you have in a war scenario is oil. Yeah, and right. if we're talking, like every war we talk about seems to be because of oil. Yeah. And on a side note, yeah. I think the saying "hurting for a squirting" is that that's actually where it came from. 
Oh my gosh, is that what it's? That's nasty. Really? <laughs> yeah, it sounds right. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> well, it sounds I, like it to me. <laughs> we'll say it. I'm not gonna say <laughs> it. Uh, I, it's what the fuck was that? I just kicked the table and accidentally. <laughs> so Johnny, it's thought. Getting invaded. <laughs> oh, getting invaded. Holy so when these, it's thought that when these Nazis, they go down to Antarctica, right? During the World War Twos, probably World War One. World War Twos. It's thought that when they went down there, they possibly encountered some of these people from inner Earth. Wait, Nazis encountered them? That's the worst possibly person. So. That's yeah, the worst but, representation of American or the, the U.S. population. What, well, right? what a weird fucking connection, though. It was. I, I didn't mention this before. These Nordic people seem to speak some kind of a German. Really? Yeah. Yeah, but also, what weren't the Nazis at one point when they when they went into Hitler's the, the bird's nest or whatever yeah, they call it? Eagle's nest. When they went into it, didn't they find research of the Nazis trying to like colonize the moon? Yeah, yeah. That oh, was dude, all kinds of stuff, man. It was, was like believed. literally everything crazy you've heard about the Nazis. They were probably trying to do. It yeah, was, it was believed that if the Nazis the won the war, they would have colonized the moon or tried to. Dude, there is a dope movie. It was on Netflix. I can't remember the name of it. Is it Iron it's, Sky? Is that it? It's about the Nazis on the moon. Yeah, Iron Sky. Oh, dude, that is a dope movie, dude. I mean, Wolfenstein talks about it, so too. so good. The game. So it's it, kind of crazy. Well, another thought is that um, very popular belief is that Hitler and other very high-ranking officials escaped and were taken to Argentina. Yeah, 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 yeah. And actually, you know, set up camp down in Argentina. Oddly enough, I mean, Argentina is one of the closest countries to the Antarctic. Oh, is it really? Yeah, it's very close. Yeah, it was believed that the bones or like the DNA found from the supposed Hitler body after mortem was a, well, actually belonged a woman. to a woman. Yeah. yeah, a woman, and it was. I think it was proven to not be Hitler, his wife. Which it wasn't is crazy. his wife either, or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, and there's been like crazy proof, like. Literal towns in Argentina that are Nazi organs they're Nazis and they came right at the end of World War Two. Yeah, and the rich as fuck. There's this yeah, there's this weird like house specifically that has all this like weirdly Nazi ish propaganda on it. There's all this like a beautiful marble and beautiful like like um alabaster things that are in the house. Alabaster. And it's like obviously not but doesn't belong to an Argentinian. But that's I'm not trying to sound racist, but that's like not a house that an Argentinian would give a shit about. <laughs> it sounds like a a, a, a upper ranking soldier would give a shit about. Yeah, that's nuts. That's well, that's just nuts. Like I, I, I just think there was so much. Like the reason why they went in with in a flanking position to Antarctica, like finding that is they probably had thought that the Germans were there because and exactly. prepared. Exactly. They had to believe. You know, if and when Germans were the first contact for the South Pole, whatever Nordic people, this like new time period, how should you that be? Like, oh, you're the... Oh, you're yeah, the, exactly. They're the representation. Yeah, you represent the, the world. But, but yeah. with that, in with that, like, uh, these... So this place is apparently these people, <laughs> they call the place Agatha. Agatha. Uh, oh. This Nordic place or whatever. The hole in the earth. You know, it's crazy about they, that, uh, Agatha or whatever, is apparently, this is so nerdy of me to say, one of the, if not the most strong um, character in Star Wars lore canon ever. Really? Yeah, it's like the this like destroyer of worlds. I think it's current name's Agatha. Is woman? Yeah. That's crazy. In Vikings, Lagatha is like yeah, boss Lagatha, lady. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. Whoa! Zorg. Shield maiden. Yeah. Come on her, dude. She's badass. She is Super so cool. badass. There's got to be a correlation there. So badass. So, dude, well, yeah, like why, of course, 
if the U.S. is like, okay, fuck, we thought we we were telling everybody we killed Hitler, but we didn't. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's find this motherfucker. Yeah. They're finding evidence that maybe he is in the South Pole, so maybe they're going there to specifically do that. Oh. What would they have found that's like, yeah, he's in he's in South Pole? Well, they have found documents, and they have been released. Um, maps that show a place in Antarctica that is below the ice, and it has accessible through underwater caves and streams. Whoa. And these are docu- the Nazi documents, uh, Third Reich documents. They're even detailed instructions, like step for step, like how to navigate your U-boat from the exact coordinate all the way to this, this spot via U-boat. And you navigate the whole thing. It's like very detailed like list on how to get there. That's crazy. Yeah, and it's... Apparently, what they're saying, it was a map to a place that they called New Schwabenland, which the thought is (laughs) Nazis were trying to colonize this place that either they found was like already structures down there, so now they're trying to use them, or they're down there and they know this is a protected ass area they have access to, and they're going to do some crazy shit, and it's protected. Wow. And it's been proven. Science in the 2000s has clearly shown evidence that Antarctica is like riddled with rivers, lakes that are warm water and fresh water. Really? Uh, up to 65 degrees, yeah. But like a mile or two deep. Really? It, yeah. I mean, dude, like, yeah, this, the, whole, the whole continent is covered with lakes. And it's 65 degrees? Yeah, in some cases, yeah. I, for some reason, had the understanding that it was freezing. No, man. Yeah, you go far enough down. And they found life down there as well, obviously. Yeah, but, any, any natural form of, of water... Hydrogen to oxygen is going to have, uh, especially above freezing, is going to have at least some like microorganisms some living in it. Yeah, I think we've talked about it before. Like, there's every environment like ever seen except for the vacuum of space. Even the yeah. vacuum of space, like everywhere has been life has been found. Apparently, with enough pressure and enough like cold, uh, you can't. Um, but uh, there are some. There's like one specifically. Like, I think I told you guys about this. Like a molecular, like little like uh, creature. It has like six legs. I told you about this. That can live in like lava, essentially. Yeah. It's like the most aggressive. Uh, the like. Hey Taylor, everything okay? Uh, hey Nick. I I just really need a shirt on my body. That's dope as hell. Well, you came to the right guy. If you go to futuremonsters.com, you can get a shirt that looks dope as hell, feels amazing, with handmade quality material, and. It's all inspired by things that you love, Taylor, like King Kong, the Wolfman, and Dracula. Yeah? But I don't think I have enough money. You don't need all the money in the world to get these awesome shirts. All you have to do is just enter Hybro at checkout to save 10% on your next purchase. That's right, 10% using the code HYBRO. That's H-Y-B-R-O in all caps to save 10%. Awesome, I'm going now. Wait, wait, guys, guys, can I get a shirt? Johnny! Johnny! You were saying, Taylor? Yeah. Well, to back up this claim about this uh, this map to New Schwabenland. New Schwabenland. New Schwabenland. Uh, there was a, U, a German U-boat crew member named Carl Junger who wrote about this. Uh, one of the trips that him and his crew made to uh, this underground place in Antarctica that he described as otherworldly. And it was so amazing that they probably would not leave. Like, what? Hmm. I, what? Here's- I'm going to hit you with a with a quick... I'm going to go on a Taylor rant for a second. Oh, oh, shit. Okay. I like this. Do you think... Because even now, like, the North Pole and South Pole, the only time you hear North Pole is when you talk about fucking Christmas. S- Santa Claus. <laughs> uh, 
we don't really talk about the North and South Pole. And there's a whole theory that I can't remember if it's the North or the South Pole, but in one of the poles, there's actually like a doomsday shelter where they're keeping a, like one type of seed of every type of plant and they're storing it in yeah. one of the poles or in Antarctica somewhere. Yeah, yeah I think that's a thought. Uh, there's something like that in Antarctica, but there is something like that in the U.S. as well. I believe it's on Mount Rushmore. That's crazy. Yeah, but it's like, like a seed of literally everything. I There's a large part of me hearing all this because this is the first time I've heard this. Uh, you know, we talk about global warming a lot. It's an issue that a lot of people think are fake. Uh, a lot of pe- a lot of far right people are just like it's not real, and that's sort of the divide is that you have the people on the far left who are like, "Hey, global warming, we have to keep our environment safe," and then the people on the far right. So it's a divide in politics, and mm-hmm. that's where the problem is. Yeah, but with global warming, the focus is on the poles. So you have the the focus on the north, the focus on the south. So the poles are where everything starts going to shit. Global warming um, gets so bad to the point where the ice caps, this and that, and North and yeah. South Pole are melting, basically it's the idea that the whole world is fucked. Yeah, I think the they say the shoreline is supposed to raise like 200 feet when the caps uh, eventually melt. They say that, but it's like there's almost this idea of control where it's like, you know, oh, you gotta, it's global warming. We have to be careful of what we're putting in our environment and this and that and yada, 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 and you can help global warming. Like, I, global warming is something... I believe in global warming as much as I believe in global uh, cooling. I believe in climate change. That exists. The thing that that is confusing is that it's like global warming. Well, yeah, it's going to heat up. Like, things change. The earth moves. This Like, things rotate and shift. It's the universe. It's fucking crazy. Things don't make sense. (laughs) But it's the idea that what if there's something there that if because of the things that we're doing in our environment to cause shifts – if we're not, if we don't slow down, we're gonna unearth something in the poles. Oh, like something that's hidden in the ice or oh, hidden inside of the ice caps mm. that are guiding down to a potential hollow Earth or in in inside of Earth through the access yeah. points of the poles. Yeah. Could there be something there that they're trying to hide? And the whole idea of global warming is essentially to get us to get our shit together, or else we'll find out. We're gonna. They're going to yeah. be unearthed, and it's well, going to send. Yeah, I think that's the main gist with the whole global global warming thing. It's like a scare tactic. I'm not saying it's real or not. Yeah. I'm just saying I think it's a scare tactic because, like you Absolutely. said, climate's change, and you know there've been plenty of studies that show it's going to change and it's going to keep changing rapidly in both directions. Yeah, like, I'll be the first for the person. infinity of time. I'll but be the what first. are in the poles? Like what? Are, like that's the biggest thing. Is like what the hell are they hiding to the point that like okay, clearly there's something in the North Pole. Clearly there's something in the South Pole. The poles are a focus of global warming. What the hell is in the poles? The idea is that the idea that these hollow earth people are talking about, and that's what we're talking about, is hollow earth theory, is that Wait. there's a hole in the North Pole, a hole in the South Pole, and the earth is hollow. And the like earth, no, no core? No core. Well, the idea is that there is a core, but it's not the same kind of core. It's not like an iron core with a uh, mold, mold. Man, like with an outer core, then a mantle yeah. and a crust. Yeah. The idea is that it's a core in the in the center and presumably some kind of an iron core still. Mm-hmm. Uh but it illum- it illuminates for some reason. Um then space, not a mantle, then the crust. 
So huh. yeah, so the idea of the hollow earth is that you could picture it really easily as whatever the core of the earth is, is basically a small sun. And that same way we live on the outside of this crust, uh, people could live on the same way on the inside of this crust. That's so the there's idea almost of it, like, anyways. There could be like, like you dig one part of down it. and there's a different universe. Or a different like So there's two time. worlds, essentially, two in, worlds, a, in yeah. one planet. Two worlds operating off a different sun, um, which is one way to view it. Another way to view it is that the Earth could still be a pretty solid piece, right? But there's a hole in both poles that just lead to pretty deep caverns, you know? And there's well, not the- literally going through the Earth, but it's just down in the ground, you know? I'll be the first yeah. person to say that if there are Nazis and it's awful, I'm going to drink with two straws today because I'd rather <laughs> them be found out first. I feel like, uh, who cares? Like, if at the end of the day, if there's some like, hey, crazy stuff. What's drinking with two straws? Because 15 like, million straws a day are consumed, and then it's like so many thousand pounds of like plastic just like washes up on the shore every day. Uh, what does that, that have to do with finding Nazis? Because, because that, that is a huge, I'm not, I'm not, I'm no like, like, um, uh, environmentalist, but like that's a huge causality in um, our climate change is like, like pollutants. Drinking two straws? Pollutants, dude. Dude. Anyway, anyway, we've established that cow farts <laughs> is the problem with the atmosphere. Well, cow farts are the problem. So as far it's as those, and I, I, I agree, but like I think, I think all pollutants, uh, and then pollutants, yeah, um, pollution is just bad in general. I think it's, it's so. What, what I'm saying is that pollute. I think it's better. I don't, I don't know if we're. I'm not, I'm not saying Wait, I want to kill polluting is better. No, fuck off. Better? Stop. I think what's what's <laughs> important. You're not, hey, you're not making a single. Well, like, let a me let me make some sense. Let me let me make some sense. I'm gonna call Leonardo DiCaprio on your ass. Sure, he's gonna send you to climate jail so okay so i think it's if there is a underground like, like information about a different core or a different like civilization underneath our crust there's two different like hollow points north and south pole we should be finding that shit we shouldn't like I, i'm not saying it like Bruh, it's not about us three finding it though it's about someone who has the power to go there telling us it's not actually there well that's James what i'm Cameron. saying is that if if they're if they're <laughs> saying if, if they're saying we need to stop climate change or whatever global warming, or else we will unravel this. Then let's fucking unravel it. But maybe they don't know. Oh, maybe a select few people know that this is a thing. But also, like you're, it's 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 debating information. Like that's what it is. It's like you know when a sinkhole happens. You see how deep a sinkhole is. There's no hot lava. Like that, that shit goes real deep. Oh, yeah, that's another weird well, thing. Yeah, <laughs> like, lava's a long way down. Like the Mariana Trench is like whatever. Yeah, but have, like sinkholes go. Down. Yeah, but the ocean goes downer, and there's no lava down there. Infinite, though. Like the ocean is like no one knows how deep the deepest the, point. The Mariana's Trench is. I, it was like three or like one and a half at Mount Everest, whatever. So many thousands of thousands of feet. But no one knows because no one's been down that far. Yeah, yeah I think but there's can, one more deeper place than they've been than the Mariana's Trench. I think yeah, another. What trench, if that's yeah. the secret? Like, what if there is a trench in the ocean that is the secret from pole to pole? That it goes so deep that you go whoop, just right across. No, there's no way. The that water is, would it, go straight through. It's not thousands Everything of feet. That's miles. It's it is like I I don't know how, how I don't have a computer in front of me. If, if you listeners don't know that, I only have this piece of paper in front of me. But there is way more way more uh, distance between North and South Pole than there are between the top of the ocean and the Mariana Trench. Yeah, like, like the way more. The ocean is not very deep. Like uh, no, it's not. It's like, like less than five miles at. It's like two to five miles, I guess. Compared to like North and South Pole, it's got to be like hundreds of miles. If not thousands of miles. I mean, can someone look, look us up? How yeah, far like is for, it? So right, the I'm distance to the crust is five to 25 miles. Uh, the mantle is the next 1,800 miles. Yeah, so thousands uh, of miles. Then the outer core is 1,400 miles. And then the inner core is supposed to be 800 miles. 
But so there's at least like four thousand. Twelve thousand four hundred and thirty miles is how far how far the North and South Pole. Way way bigger than than the ocean. So Nick, I want to believe you that the the ocean is the but key. But how do we know? No one's been in the bottom. And if there's a hole through the Earth, why doesn't that shit just fill up with water? We don't need a, a the person. The water doesn't drain. We don't need a person to be at that depth to figure out what's down there. We we send pros. We send submarines that have cameras on them because humans can't withstand that pressure. It's way too much. Like the atmospheric pressure down at like thousands of feet would crush. Every part of your body to nothingness. Yeah, but the megalodon that's, keeps catching all yeah, the robots that's a different, down there. Well, that's, it's a different well, also one of the beliefs, like if this hollow earth theory did exist, if this was true in any way, then gravity would not work the way we think it works. It wouldn't. Gravity would not be pulling towards the center of the earth. It'd be mm-hmm. pulling towards the center of the crust, which is weird. And it's like, yeah. is that gravity? What right. is that now? You know? Unless gravity is artificial and it's actually was is just a construct that's made because these uh, extraterrestrial people or extraterrestrial beings are creating it so that we think it's the core. I don't believe that, but that's the only or, way I can Or is it, it possible that gravity is just the way something affects our space-time, so it bends the way we're perceiving things to the way we think. This was crazy. I came across this one thing, and it took me a while to visualize it, but it was trying to explain that there's a way to picture us living on the outside of a spherical globe there's a way to explain it to where, no, we are actually on the inside rim of a sphere. And that looking out in an infinite space is actually looking in towards the center of a sphere. And that the idea would be that towards the <laughs> inner, the center of that sphere, whatever force that we're saying is gravity, you know, you get, once you get closer to like uh, more gravity, more gravity, more gravity, time is stretched, right? So as yeah. you approach the center point, you would infinitely infinitely be moving forward. There would never be a point where you would hit the actual center, right? It would be infinite. Okay. But it's infinite from all directions toward the center. So if that was our perception, if, if whatever the reality around us is makes it just seem like we're on this sphere looking out, we could be on the sphere looking in. It's just the way we interact with the things around us that kind of tell us, oh, this is, this is where we're up. We're up here. This is down. That's a wild concept. That's, but the, the, what? but it wouldn't change it. the way you feel and the way you experience yeah, it, 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 wouldn't. it. It every wouldn't. day. Yeah, it's just the way you're perceiving where we are and what we're looking at. Right. And it's just a fascinating concept because it's so much bigger than I think I can comprehend. Almost. Oh, it's massive. It's it's probably uh, honestly. I mean, we covered a lot of stuff on the podcast, but it's the biggest I think concept. Well, no, I think reality is bigger. Reality. Yeah, we talked about reality and the out-of-body experience. Well, I think this is so deeply connected with that. Well, maybe not the out-of-body stuff, but it's pretty deeply connected with what is reality, I would say. Because yeah, yeah. my reality is that we have a core. Right. But, well, it's, you know, it's weird. I found, a, like, one dude trying to, trying to say that, okay, we all agree that there's this Earth's core or whatever and that we've got the mantle of the crust, blah, 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 blah. But I'm no scientist. You guys know this. So I'm just going to try and explain a study, an experiment that I found that is what backs this thought up. Okay. So apparently there's only one experiment or study that they use to say that the Earth is solid and therefore every other celestial body is solid. There's only one study? Only one study, apparently. Apparently this experiment is called the Cavendish Balance, and it takes two iron balls, both with a neutral charge, and it somehow measures their attraction to one another— and somehow this information is used uh, to estimate the Earth's mass, i.e. its gravity. 
Yeah, well, the the, the bigger something is, the, the more mass something is, the bigger its gravitational pull has on other uh, yeah. objects. So somehow using these two iron balls and seeing how they attract to each other, having a neutral charge, somehow is a measure of the Earth's gravity and its mass. Yeah. And whatever these numbers point to, they're big numbers. Um, so by using this, but okay, we're going to use this. We're going to assume that the Earth is solid. So then we have we assume every other celestial body is the same, right? Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure every right. single thing on the Earth, ha- everything ever, has a magnetic pull or a um, a gravitational pull. Well, Even dude, me, that's, I'm glad that you said magnetic pull on accident because okay. this is the flaw with the experiment. It assumes that both the the balls are neutral. And that electromagnetism has no effect on this measure. But everyday life tells us that static electricity battles gravity and often wins. Hmm. So why on a massive scale would the Earth's magnetic field not affect the measure of its gravity? I don't know. You know and if you applied a charge to one of these balls, then the experiments, would, the, the results would be radically different. Is it because it's a positive and negative charge on the Earth? Is that why? Yeah, the Earth has a magnetic field. Yeah, like it's creating its, magne- its magnetic field constantly. It's... You know, the movement of the magnetic field. So there's no doubt that the magnetic field exists. You know, that's why they're assuming that there's an iron core. Because the spinning iron core, and I guess the opposite spin of the mantle of their crust, is supposed to be what creates this this field. Because they're both magnetized, and they're moving in opposite directions, so it creates this field, this electromagnetic field. So, I don't know. I don't fully, you know, understand the concept of that experiment. But what I do understand is this guy was trying to say, that just proves it. (laughs) (laughs) But I did find one other really fucking cool um, piece of science. And I'm like, dude, that sounds, (laughs) that sounds legit, dude. So during the Cold War, uh, the U.S., they needed to monitor Russia's nuclear testing, right? They need to know, dude, what are these guys doing? Are they testing nukes? Are they blowing shit up? They doing an underground? They doing an overground? How do we test this shit? Obviously, they can't fly over there, and they'll get bombed down. So what they would do uh, is they would fly planes to the area of the North Pole and collect air samples. And apparently... Air samples? Air samples, yeah. Apparently, all air on Earth, like all weather air patterns, they flow in some way from the equator to the pole and back to the equator and back to that same pole, and they apparently never cross the equator. So, Interesting. Yeah, air that's on the, the, the northern hemisphere stays in the north, and air that's in the southern stays in the south. Fast? I did not know that. I had no what? fucking idea, and that might not be true, but oh. that is what the research has told us. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And armed with this information, they would go take air samples at the North Pole and be like, okay, there's radiation here. We know these fucks are testing. So, oh, so it's like all these different air particles are going to that one place and they can figure out what's being polluted, right. what's changing in the Whoa, yeah, that's pretty yeah. cool. And they can tell where it's coming from based on that's the air rad. flow, you know, <laughs> Dude, the patterns of the rad. airflow. So like that wow. shit's coming from Russia, dog. I hope so, that's true because that's badass. It is badass. This crazy thing that happened was when the Chernobyl uh, actually yeah, happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When that shit blew up, it had a very identifiable type of radiation. I'm sure. Um, easily identifiable as this was caused by Chernobyl. Uh, and they, you know, they tested the air in the nor- northern hemisphere. Of course, radiation was indeed found, like like you would expect. Mm-hmm. Uh, they test air in the southern hemisphere. None is found, like they would expect. Cool. Mm-hmm. Years later, a scientific experiment on the South Pole, pulling up core samples, you know, ice and shit, pulls up a sample from a time period that is about two and a half years after Chernobyl. It's identifiable radiation 
was in that snow at the South Pole. Wait, so it wasn't in the air, but it's in the snow? In that snow. Yeah. So it got there somehow. Well, uh, what about this? What if that same air for somehow through, I don't know, com- combination through molecules could have gotten into the, the water, that water could have flown, slowed down and like spread, and that ice just happened to be forming at the South Pole. Maybe so. Maybe so. Um, or maybe somebody just like <laughs> took that air sample. Sprinkled it in. Yeah, brought it down to the South Pole. was like, ha ha, then I forgot it was me. Throw them off. <laughs> Got them. Well, apparently one of the, it's very predictable uh, how fast the snow builds. I think it's one foot per year uh, at the South Pole. It's like very, very predictable. <laughs> so based on that, very. they're able to determine. So this is, they're core sampling fresh fallen snow, I guess. So it's not like obvious river runoff or water, you know. It's like obvious snowfall. So it would be involved in the air, I guess. I'm confused, though, because don't hurricanes go through the equator sometimes? And that's a lot of know. air. I don't know about that. It's not like they, they get to the, 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 the equator and they're like, nope, i got to turn around. Right. I mean, it seems like this is something that we should definitely <laughs> verify. But yeah. this is what yeah. the research told us. <laughs> and apparently... What this means is that this air, it's possible that this air traveled up to the north like it should, goes into the North Pole, like, what? Oh, shit, there's a hole there. Travels through the Earth, pops out of the hole in the South Pole, and ends up in the South Pole ecosystem. Somehow verifying that you can go all the way through the fucking Earth, dude. And not only that, like, plenty of people are going to refute this and say, it's not true. You guys are probably going to say this. I'm saying that. But I tried it myself, dude. I went on and I tried it myself. You go on to fucking Google Earth, dude. Go on you mean, any of those sites you went, you went and check out. Yeah, go check out the polls, dude. You so won't see you shit. Went to the pole. You won't see much of anything. You'll see a lot of blurred stuff. You'll see a lot of very low res stuff, low res pictures, stuff that's like obviously covered up. Like the rest of the maps are high resolution. Why would these places not be high resolution? Well, you gotta understand that's one part of the earth that nobody gives a shit about. Like, obviously, street I corners... I beg to and- differ. Oh, it's one of the things I didn't mention about Operation High Jump, one of the reasons that Admiral Bird was sent there... Oh, I did mention this. It was to secure natural resources. This is potentially an untapped continent, a full continent of untapped resources, natural resources that the Earth can use. Yeah. This is a very important place, no matter if it's military or not. Like, we need to get there and strip that fuck coal, dog. Hmm. It's really and fast. it's known that it was a subtropical place in the past, so there should be oil there. You know, if there's decaying matter, dead, you know, life and shit. It's is really... The heck? So how does this relate to the movie Holes? Which well, about see, holes. there's a hole on the North Pole and there's a hole on the South Pole. <laughs> holes, holes. <laughs> we talking about know, holes, dude. This is, it's all about it. It's It's the circle of life. And it's a hole. Because Alien vs. Predator, um, they had that movie, there was the hole in the ice cap. You guys see that movie? Where there's the hole that gets drilled in that uh, the Predators made. And yeah. so when we were was in Aliens, yeah. and they had Alien vs. Predator, so she connects. And since we live on Earth, and we know about Nazi Germany, and they went to the South Pole, it all yeah. connects because we were, were part of it. But what's well, a hole? Yeah, Alien vs. Predator yeah, wait, what is, is a hole? talking about that same shit. They're talking about the pyramids that were found. Are they in Alaska or are they in the South Pole? I think they were in Alaska. Alaska. Right? Yeah, they were in Alaska. Yeah. yeah, so they're talking about the pyramids that were found in Alaska, which is a whole other fucking story, a whole other episode. Pyramids everywhere. There are pyramids in Antarctica, apparently. Well, that's a whole other story, dude. Whole other story. So, so what, do you, uh, what, what, what do you think? Yeah, what do you think? Taylor? I think it is entirely, entirely possible. Uh, I don't like believing in crazy, crazy stuff like the Earth is flat or something. Or you know, something as crazy you know, as the Earth being hollow because that is, seems like a big deal. 
Sorry, what? you can go. Uh, I would like to think that it's a possibility. I mean, it's crazy, dude. I I think it's possible that there are holes at both poles. And there even if you can't go poles. all the way through the earth, maybe there are still holes there on both poles that are more space and there's could be something there, you know? Right. Something hidden. Yeah, Johnny? I think, well, first off, I think it's funny that, Taylor, you bring up the fact that you don't have to believe in crazy, crazy shit. But I think to the general populace, you believe in more crazy shit than they do. <laughs> yeah, that's why I have to preface it with that. Yeah. <laughs> hey, guys, I'm normal, but... <laughs> I'm a normal human being. I just believe some crazy shit. Um, so me, I, I definitely think that if there was a place that there could be some underground, not known thing, aside from, like, Area 51, it would have to be North or South Pole. Those are places right. that not a, a lot of humans inhabit, and that's the most likely place this could happen. I don't think it is. I don't Bro, think there is. But you that's are the, prohibited to go there. Why? Yeah. Where else are you prohibited to go? Area Fifty One. Well, there's yeah. only space? a certain number of like all the cool places you want to go. Prohibited there's military zones there. for airspace, but I don't know. It's demilitarized uh, there. You know that's yeah, what's weird. You know, there's the, a bunch of treaties there. Be? Where okay, we're not going to strip it of its natural resources. We're not going to use it as a military base. What the fuck? Why? Why? Yeah, exactly. Why? There's something Why? else, dude. There's something Why? else. Why? Why? I don't know. I I don't. I guess this is me not believing in crazy, crazy shit. I just don't believe that there's something down there. I I especially don't believe. I I don't believe that there's something down there. I don't believe there's something down there today. I think there could have been something down there, but all this information surfaced up, and there are. There's no way it hasn't been found. There's not. There's no way some like crazy ass person went down there. Crazy as Eskimo, and was like, I found something, but, and reported it back with pictures or something. Like, but there who are, people, are those people? Who is the guy that you're talking about? Well, some who, random. I know a lot of explo- are there random dudes who aren't backed by real things. Like, are there just <sighs> dudes out there who have no shit? connection to anything? If they're super rich, we have to assume that they're NWO shit, or they're yeah. they've got some. They're involved in some way with somebody and some kind of crazy shit. Taylor, there isn't just like a dude you're... down the street who's like. I'm going to Antarctica next week. No one's fucking stopping me. <laughs> I know some people that are crazy as that. Uh, I've not heard any crazy stories, though. So I don't like that you're you're swaying my opinion, sir. <laughs> well, why, why would they tell you? I don't know. Why wouldn't they? Well, like, they like, put you in danger. Dude, one of the things, I don't know how I left this out, but I think I left this out. <laughs> <laughs> Operation High Jump. Like I said, I saw this whole documentary. There was no evidence of foul play. But this documentary seemed highly produced. It said that these motherfuckers were attacked by multiple flying saucers emerging from the ocean around the uh, the South Pole. They're coming, and that they're it knocked coming. out literally half of their men. What? what? That's Apparently a big part. not and official. There's... Yeah, dude, I found that shit said repeatedly, but I couldn't find anything official on that. I mean, it wasn't in the documentary. Huh. <laughs> of course it wasn't. How do you feel now, Johnny? You take back your thought? Fuck, man. Dude, where the Germans you... knew what was up. Why Why they took swastika from, from aliens, probably from these Argatha peoples. Why are they these blonde Nordic people who speak German? How, why is that such a weird connection? Maybe the Nordic people were like, we're both Aryan, let's work together. But then the, they're right. not doing anything. They're just being secretive. So as the one what day they're going to like- ploy from the Germans? They set up this whole like facade for in hopes that it would like distract the American government. Oh my gosh. <laughs> During World War One, what? Yeah, distract them and then allow them, and basically the government's like, "No, nah, we're gonna take this shit. We're gonna bury it. and We're gonna keep moving." And then gov- the Germans are just like, "Fuck!" <laughs> <laughs> didn't fuck. Yeah. Fight, not fuck. <laughs> I don't know, I mean, man. I I don't know, man. 
I, I came across one other crazy explanation of why the Earth could possibly be hollow. And, I, dude, I tried to understand it so fucking hard, and it wasn't happening. But it was something real scientific. But one thing that it pointed out was, just like we say, okay, we're using this, this experiment, the Cavendish, whatever, to explain that the Earth is solid and that every other heavenly body must be. But it's also like pretty uh, people believe the Earth is hollow. I mean, not the, the moon is hollow. Yeah, I heard that theory. Well, we've talked about that. Yeah, yeah we've I, talked I, about that. Now, so the idea is if one celestial body is hollow, then the rest, what they all should be the same. If the Earth well, is hollow, they should uh, all be hollow. If the Earth is solid, they should all be solid. That's no, the idea that they're saying. No, because they're giants. And those... well, no, he's not asking you a question. He's just giving you science. No. Yeah, we're not talking about their atmosphere. We're talking about their, their core. They all must have a core. No. Yeah. That's, yo, you fucking Jupiter's May it be gas. May it be solid. It's all it's still a core. It's like, yeah. it's but then still what, a core of matter. Right? What is hollow? It's the building blocks it, of life, is, Johnny. What is, what is yeah, hollow? what is hollow? Because then mm-hmm. if Jupiter is just, a, is just gas... I would assume that if, if the Earth was quote-unquote hollow, there would be some type of gas, whether it's oxygen, hydrogen, whatever it is, it's in there. Um, so I think that's just proof of the fact that there are planets that are just made out of the solid that is gas, not solid. Kevin liquid. Bacon is hollow. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. That's a good point. Okay. <laughs> Nick, what do you think happened? There's a Hollow Man reference. Uh, a movie no one ever saw. <laughs> but they made a sequel to. Wait, yeah, so he wears the fake skin. He's invisible? Yeah. That was kind of cool. It was dope. Kind of uh, rapey, but it was cool. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, oh, well, right, no, Nick, what, do you, what do you think? That, that movie came out like. <laughs> no. yeah. anyway. What do you think about happening? Uh, <laughs> <all the things? laughs> you know, I like. I want to believe. I think I'm open. I have an open mind. I'm open minded to everything. I want to believe. I think there are too many little discrepancies uh, in the disproving of this that I think that there definitely is something there. And as always, I do think the government took whatever was found and buried it. I, and I do think that's the case. Um, do I think it's going to resurface at some point? Maybe. I don't know. But the fact that the North and South Poles are uninhabited, like you you can't go there. It's off limits. They say that it's too cold to live there, blah, 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 blah. Uh, and then I, you know, I, I don't know. I think there's just too much at play there. And there's too, it's been so long. And the fact that it's still so secret, I do think there's something there, whether it is, the the leading to believe of hollow earth or whether it's just you know secret bases there i don't know um a testing facility maybe another country's government occupied you know maybe they, maybe we made a deal with somebody and that we have the north pole they have the south pole pole and it's just basically a facility that can be untouched unreported on where mm. crazy tests are happening with unethical shit i don't know but i do think there's something there Hundred percent, I'll say that. Okay. <laughs> I like that idea. That's my that's my conclusion. Yeah, I think yeah. it's just crazy that you know, photos and maps and stuff. You just can't. They're always like blurred out, you know, blotched out, edited, to where you can't see certain areas where the pole would be. And then there are certain pictures that you can find that may be fake. Who knows? But they seem to show what appears to be little fucking holes or big fucking holes. Yep. I like to believe it. I don't know. I just want to believe that crazy shit's out there. I really think just like, not saying I believe in a moon hoax, moon landing hoax, but let's say it was uh, recreated in a Hollywood studio. You know, time has progressed to where we now can just see right through that shit. If they, oh yeah, I could see, I could see through it. You know, they, they can't hide it anymore. Maybe yeah. enough time will pass to where it's like, dude, 
we can be protected from Indian temperature. Uh, yeah, me on a personal watercraft, I can get to Antarctica and go check that shit out myself one day. Maybe. Maybe time will... Maybe technology yeah. will let us do that. If and one of the three of us is going to do it, it's definitely Taylor. It's, oh, it's 100% Taylor. I'd do it on jet ski. Stand up jet ski. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be shirtless on a jet ski riding straight <laughs> to the South Pole. Uh, well, dope. Another crazy-ass episode for Taylor. <laughs> Taylorious. Uh, if you have a hypothetical you want us to talk about or a thought... You'd like to share about today's episode, great news. You can shoot us an email, which you guys have actually been using, uh, which is fantastic. You can shoot us an email at hybrothoughts at gmail.com because we have new listeners. That's H-Y-B-R-O-T-H-O-U-G-H-T-S at gmail.com. And who knows, maybe your hypothetical will be featured on next week's episode. Also, make sure to head over to the Facebooks. Give us a like at facebook.com slash hybrotheticalthinking. For more content throughout the week, we're going to be doing some video content soon that we're super excited about. Um, you can follow any events that we're attending because we're going to be in Orlando. We have a, uh, a panel slash live podcast in Orlando that we're super excited about that we just announced today. So if you're in Orlando, come check us out there. We're going to have some merch coming out soon that you can pre-order. And... It's good stuff. All that other stuff. And then iTunes. Make sure that to check us out on iTunes and go to the rating stuff. You know what to do. Uh, that's all I got. I have one parting word, if if I may, gentlemen. You Ta may. Taylor, do you approve? I will let you. I will let you speak. Okay, good. <laughs> I will <laughs> let you speak, sir. So, uh, it's Friday. We're recording on Fridays. It's if you guys Friday. haven't figured that out, we don't record on Mondays, but... One thing that's going to happen between now and when our episode releases is the longest blood moon eclipse of the 21st century. Whoa, Ooh, blood moon eclipse. Which is crazy. <laughs> so I know everything's going to be fine, but just in case it's not, I just want to let everybody know, be careful. If you see a light in the sky that seems to be getting brighter, jump down in your little doomsday shelters and just hold on tight because you know what? It's probably going to be the end. The purge yeah. has begun. On that same note, Mars per, Nick, per NASA is going to be very, very, very close to Earth. And you can see it in the sky. It's about, I want to say, 10 degrees south of the moon, about 5 degrees left of it. Uh, if you look, it's a little orange dot. looks like a big star. It's actually Mars. You can see Mars, I think also Venus um, in the sky sometimes. But Mars is going to be about to be super close to us. So expect all of our tides to be massively fucked. Yeah, no, we... The opposition of Mars. This could be the end. So load up on supplies. Get ready, but odds are you'll be listening to this podcast on Monday and everything will be just fine. I, I hope so. <laughs> I, I hope, hope so, so too. Because we got that panel coming up. And last, <laughs> last but not least, in the span of the podcast, we have now had 28,458 people <laughs> sign the um, <laughs> petition to drink the red liquid from the dark sarcophagus. They're about to get three more from us. Yeah, One, they need two, to like, make these people drink it themselves. One little, yeah. one little vial, just whip. Just a little, little vial. I bet they test. could dilute it in some way, right? Oh, and, like sure. still keep all that sweet flavor. With four <laughs> loco. <laughs> They'll just all that dilute sweet, it with four loco. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's nasty. <laughs> all right. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening. It's amazing that we're still going 19 episodes, 19 weeks. We love this so much, and we hope you guys enjoy it as well. We have so many more crazy topics to cover. We're only getting started. So uh, I have and always will be, I hope. Uh, Nick? Guys, I, I'm still Taylor. I'm still Taylor Nelson, y'all. I am Johnny Clark. And we're the High Bros. 
We are. We'll see you in Orlando. Well, no, we won't. We have one more episode, and then, all right, we'll say, I'll, we'll see you in Orlando in two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Word to your mother. <laughs> um, bye. <laughs>